Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and you have found yourself on Navigating Preteen Ministry. Thank you so much for listening, and today we're going to be jumping into um, our new series. This is going to be a uh, four-part, hopefully, unless we get real deep in the weeds in one of these, and it has to be doubled like I did the last series. Whoops. But four parts, and we're going to be looking at four ways our preteens are changing because of the culture. Um, four ways that they're, uh, they look different even from five, ten years ago. So I am super excited about this. Um, and this actually will tie in great to the breakout that I am leading at Megacon, which ties in great to our shout-out for today. Come to Megacon. You do- Come to Megacon, please. It's the best. It's literally so amazing. You meet leaders. You get, uh, you know, teachings and relevant things. You get to meet, uh, you know, uh, providers of all of these different tools for your ministry. It is not. There's there's no reason you shouldn't talk to your church. Find a sponsor, right? F- do go, do something, whatever it is. But go to MegaCon. Get those tickets. Get that hotel booked. And I want to see you guys there. Um, but let's jump into today's episode. Um, four ways that our preteens are changing because of our culture. We're going to take one way at a time each week, and we're going to look at um, the way that it's changing, right? The way that a preteen is changing, the factors that are influencing that change, and then how we as the church can help counter this change, or I guess not even counter, right? It's like we can't change culture. We're not going to be able to change culture like that. But how we can um, work and walk alongside these uh, weaknesses in these areas in the preteens' lives that are popping up because of the culture, right? We're not going to try and change our students to be more like us when we were preteens. Honestly, golly, I don't want anyone to be like me when I was a preteen. But we do want to give them ways that they can grow in their relationship with the Lord despite these changes, okay? So today we're jumping into the first of four ways that our preteens are changing because of our culture. And you're like, all right, Samuel, stop saying that. Let's get into the meat of it. And I will. So the first way um, is that our preteens are growing up way too fast. Um, They're growing up on several different levels that just doesn't make sense, right? Uh, Preteens these days are into things that I I don't even know. Um, The last statistic that came out um, I think it was from Barna, uh, was that the average age of the first uh, viewing of pornography was uh, a little under 11, if I'm correct, or right at 11 years old, um, which is crazy. There's so much exposure to things like that in the world. Um, so they are growing up in, in that area, right, in their sexuality way too early. Um, they are also um, growing up in, in, in their... Uh, presentation and and who they feel they have to be right they feel like they're maturing as people more quickly and they're taking on traits and personalities of uh, kids that are 13 or 14 or 15 and not kids that are 9 10 and 11 Um, they're just growing up way too fast and I think a lot of us can agree that they are uh, you know seeing and talking about things that were used to be reserved for for youth group or used to be reserved for uh, you know a little bit older of an age that that I mean, up until recently, uh, kids ministry was typically uh, kindergarten through fifth or sixth grade, and now we're sitting there. And I'm sitting here with fourth graders having to discuss things I never thought we would talk through. They are growing too fast, and I think that we as leaders can all agree with that. So let's look at the. I, I have about three for every one of these points. Let's look at the three contributing factors to. Um, 
this maturity and to this uh, unprecedented growth in these preteens. Uh, so the first, um, and I think the biggest factor uh, that we can all point to, um, and I don't want this to be a pointing fingers thing. I don't want this to be like, oh, this is an issue. Uh, these are not things that are going to resolve themselves um, in our generation. These are things that our generation is going to have to learn to helpfully walk through, right? Uh, but the first is social media and internet. And I think it's all like, I think we all saw this coming. Yes, yeah, social media and internet. The access to literally the world at your fingers is having a profound effect on everybody in this world, and preteens are not safe from it, right? Everyone has a phone now. I'm shocked at how many preteens I have uh, I have to get onto for taking out their phones. Like, I thought you did that in high school. I thought high schoolers were the ones who got in trouble for texting in the middle of service. But no, they're out there pulling out their phones. I'm like, what are you? No. Uh, I've had to create a policy for travel now that says, hey, you all can't bring your tablets and sit in silence in the van. Sure, I would love that, you know? Like, I know why parents give their kids tablets because they're quiet this is great but they're not connecting and so i'm like no you can't have your tablets on the vans with you to play minecraft on the way to the retreat Ugh. that's all that's my tangent but social media and internet having a profound impact right kids are being forced to see and being exposed to things they should not be exposed to you are literally like five words away from a porn site at any moment on the website there's no restrictions there's nothing stopping you a kid can see or accidentally stumble onto anything they want and that's terrifying and that is growing them way too fast, right? We'll talk a lot about social media uh, throughout the few things, but like social media is applying a pressure to our teens, uh, our preteens, to um, live a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way. Um, and that is really growing and maturing. I think that is one of the biggest factors is that now these uh, 10, 11, 12 year olds are saying, well, I have to be like this uh, Instagram celebrity i have to be like this tiktok influencer i have to be like this youtuber they dress this way they look this way etc etc and i think a little bit of it is some of the parents who have grown up in that uh older millennial age or are, are kind of influencing their kids as well because they grew up in some of that era and so our preteens are now thinking that they have to act older and look older and be more mature um and they're missing out on some crucial parts of their childhood um another thing that is growing them uh, too fast uh, is the cultural shift uh, to be you, right? To be your person, to do you, uh, to do what uh, you know makes you happy. And I think that this creates a um, an interesting dynamic in how a preteen navigates their daily life. I, I say it a lot, um, and I've talked about it before, but preteens and, and kids these days are now being trained to see themselves as a brand, right? They are there uh, to uh, present themselves and offer themselves to others as a brand would their product to other people, right? Um, they're walking advertisement for their personal brand. Uh, their their social media is an advertisement for their personal brand. If you ask a kid what they want to be now, the dream job for most kids now is to be a famous YouTube star, right? Uh, what used to be astronauts and, and firefighters is now uh, YouTube stars and social media influencers. You see, culture is pushing people to 
present themselves as a brand, and that is maturing our kids because they think, well, you know, I got to do this, this, and this to be to be cool, and I got to present myself this way, and I got to look this way, and I want people to think this way of me. Um, and it is uh, it is hard on a preteen to carry that kind of weight, um, and at the same time, it creates a, a social dynamic, um, and it leads into point number three uh, that that it creates social, um, I don't know, I think the best word is headbutting in our preteens because there are pendulums of these kids, right? I, I don't think 100% of the kids see themselves this way, but uh, the most popular kids, the coolest kids uh, are doing that, right? That's what the cool thing to do is now is to is to be older, act older, look older, um, talk older, um, try and be somebody that you are not because you are worried about your own presentation as a person. And what comes out is that this battle now between these kids who aren't right, these kids, I, I think of our own church, right? There is this group of seventh graders, right? Uh, and we have a junior high ministry, which is seventh and eighth grade, and we have our preteen ministry. So they just graduated from the preteen ministry, um, and they are uh, Peter Pan's funny. They are ridiculous, but they're 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 what you would think a preteen should be these days, um, and they're running around goofing off. Uh, but the reality is, there's a segment, there's a segregation in the ministry between those kids, um, these ten or twelve of them that are you know just themselves and talking about Minecraft and being goofy, um, and then there's this other group of kids that are. Uh, so different that come in dressed differently they talk differently and they separate themselves from these preteens and so there is just a social pressure even from their own peers uh, now to be uh, and do and act a certain way and so it is all just kind of culminating into this gigantic cultural pressure chamber on these preteens no you cannot be nine and ten anymore you have to be this age and it is really uh, it is growing the preteens too fast and that is changing the way that they are right it has changed the way we've had to do ministry because of the way that they see themselves um and it is uh it has caused a lot of i think pain and turmoil for these kids so how do we counter it how do we go in knowing that these kids are growing up too fast that they're getting exposure from social media they're being challenged from other people to be different and be um quote unquote cool you know they're they're having all these things so how do we counter it um i think number one and this is something we should always be pushing. But just think about it when applying it to their situations, right? Is to have their value in Christ. To have their value in Christ, right? And that is the ultimate cure-all of everything, right? If we all had our value in Christ, we would be like doing great. Um, but 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 think about it in, in how you teach your lessons and how you present things, right? If you if you like, uh, you know, examples, uh, and you give a lot of examples of, of a preteen's life, how can you uh, show examples of finding value in Christ instead of finding value in the world, right? Because that's a big issue. So we need to push that a lot with our preteens that like, hey, you've got all of these influence, you've got social media, and you've got these friends, and you've got these ideas on what you should be and how you should act, but your value is in Christ. And so do not let that rob your childhood. Do not let that rob who you are as a person. Um, so help them see their value in Christ. And like I said, this can look like a lot of things, but like when you're giving your examples of, of things that they may be walking through, uh, counter it with finding their value in Christ. Uh, teach lessons on that, right? Make sure to point that out in everyday situations. Point out how your story, how the characters within your story are finding value in Christ. Like what are they doing? What is Paul doing here to find value in Christ instead of the you know, uh, opinions of the Corinthians or whatever? Um, but help them find value in Christ. 
Number two, uh, make it worth it. Uh, this is something I've talked about before, um, but uh, and we'll get into this later too. But but preteens want to know why it's worth it to follow Jesus, and so um, how can you make it worth it? How can you make it worth um, several different things? First, how can you make it worth their time to be there? Right. Uh, that that's point number four. Uh, but a preteen is it may may be the deciding factor on whether or not a family goes to church each Sunday, which is terrifying. Um, that, but they may be the deciding factor. I've had numerous preteens say, "Yeah, I finally begged my parents to come to church because I wanted to come to four, five, six, and that is one of the biggest wins for me. But it's also sad to see that preteens are the ones having to drag their parents to church. And so you want to make it worth it. You want to make them want to come because ultimately, the more they come, the more they're exposed to God, the gospel, the more they build relationships, and the greater chance they have of connecting truly with Jesus Christ and finding Him. Um, so make it worth it for them to be there. Um, make the message worth it, right? The mes- message of Jesus. Never shy away from the benefits that Jesus brings. Not in a, a health and wealth uh, prosperity gospel, but as in, hey, Jesus will change your life for the better. It may be hard. It may be difficult. But Jesus provides value in your life, right? Everyone is these days pitching the thing that will make you complete. But the reality is we as Christians know that we have the only thing that will truly make us complete. And we need to communicate that with our preteens. Um, and then third and finally, how we can um, combat some of the growing too fast and combat some of the ways that that is pulling our preteens away from the church is to push them to wholesome community. Does your ministry provide a community context for your preteens, right? Every Sunday, our preteens break out into their grade and gender groups and get to see and experience wholesome community under the leadership of a uh, leader who is guiding them. I mean, it gives them the opportunity to experience uh, a good community that they have fun in, that they enjoy each other in, but also learn and talk about Jesus. Uh, push them into that kind of community. Encourage them to seek that out at their church. Um, because the reality is the community around these friends is really, really important for them to make good lifelong choices, right? Um, like it is just, it is a no-brainer there that if we push them towards a good community, that they will be able to to grow more in Christ, um, and hopefully this community is one that encourages them to be themselves and not seek after the approval of others, right? Um, so uh, so what's going on with our preteens? Why are they growing too fast? Well, firstly, because social media and internet is influencing them and just aging them exponentially by the exposure of the things that they are seeing. Uh, second, uh, the cultural shift to be your person, to be your brand, and to present yourself as something worth partaking in, right? Uh, there's a pressure to uh, act older, be more mature, uh, dress more mature, uh, be like the cooler kids that are older, um, and that is pushing kids to want to try and do that. Um, and then third is that they are getting the peer pressure and the exposure from these overflows in their own lives, from their own peers, um, and from those older than them to be different than they are and how can we walk kids through this in a christ-like manner is to first push them to find value in jesus push them to find their worth in jesus um, and and understand that no matter what happens that uh, jesus um, loves them and 
cares for them and wants the best for them. Uh, the second is to make it worth it for them, make it worth it for them to be there, draw them in each uh, Sunday, and, and make the gospel worth it, right? Make sure that they understand that there is a value and goodness found in the gospel. Uh, and then last, push them to wholesome community. Push them to a community that will encourage them to be themselves and to find their footing in the gospel of Jesus Christ and not in what the world has to say uh, and create spaces for that community in your own ministry. So that's what I've got for you guys this week. That is week number one um, of four ways that our preteens are changing because of our culture. Next week, uh, we're going to be looking at seeing too much. Uh, we're really going to break down uh, some of the things that they are seeing um, and uh, how we can help them to uh, reel back on on that and, and support them in those ways um, on what they're seeing and hearing and uh, experiencing. So I'm super excited about that one. I'm going to see you guys Monday for our nugget. Peace.